Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All righty. Welcome in. Bobby we Manning. suck again. Bobby Manning at the garden. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're no. here. We suck here again. For the carnage. <laughs> Bad luck, Bobby. In the building. No, anybody who was here, this would, this would have been a disaster, whether John was here, Jimmy was here, or if we were any of us were on the court. That's the kind of defensive night it was. When I saw Teague in that right corner here we go. Trey Young, that's when I was like, all right, you might as well put me so, on the right corner, oh, man, set Bobby up against Young in this one. with Capella. So let's put it this way. I'm normally anti-Teague talk because, um, you know. I know. Because he's inconsequential, uh, but, but tonight, tonight yeah. Teague talk isn't Teague talk. Tonight Teague talk is Brad talk. Okay, and I oh. we understand. Look, oh John talk Teague. I talk Teague John, very well. John so, talk Teague. <laughs> so you're gonna see you're gonna see this a lot on Twitter. Um, you know, okay, the Celtics were without two guards and their best defensive center, which is why Trey Young and Clint Capella ate and. You know, it was the game that it was. No doubt about it. Not an yep. excuse. It's a reason. Yeah, it's it's hard. You're without three starters. It explains a lot. Um, there are other things that are harder to explain, and Jeff Teague is one of them. It leads the way. Um, Jeff Teague's existence, period. Starting no point guard, no point guard, and then forcing Tatum and Brown to run the offense, and then playing Jeff Teague a lot in place at times where – not playing him would have made more sense. So those are the two perplexing things about tonight. Yeah. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Especially since he seemed to bounce yeah. back and forth between things. Like he, he had Pritchard in there. He picked up the fifth foul. He had had Teague in there a minute before, and then he went back to Teague after the fifth foul and kept them in there for a decent stretch where they lost three points. And they ended up down seven there. If they still had those three points and stayed neutral there, you never know. Pritchard could have fouled out. Uh, but – I didn't like getting away from that. There was six minutes left, and Pritchard was playing well. They had a good unit out there. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I, my wish tonight going in was that they gave Tremont Waters a little bit of the run just to mix them in, have them go in rhythm there. You don't throw them into the fourth, but I want them to start. And, of course, they went with the two forwards. I don't want – we've seen that before. We saw, we saw the Tremont Waters. It worked Waters. okay against Sacramento. Ugh, I don't know. Jimmy? So, I've probably been hanging on to the last Jeff, uh, Jeff Teague thread here for a couple of weeks now. And even talking to you guys during this game, I was still hanging on. And then, like, as I was trying to defend him, he turned it over, like, back-to-back offensive possessions. Then he missed a runner. So, I, I think officially I, I don't know if I can be on the Jeff Teague, like, all-defense team anymore. Uh, I don't know why he was in the game. I don't know why Pritchard didn't start because we – I mean, you know, it's 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 like two That's games That's what ago. we were talking about before the game. Yeah, or – sorry, last night – I'm losing track of my games here. 
We were so happy. We got early Pritchard, early Rob, <laughs> early Nees. Yeah. We're like, Brad's listening. He gets it. He's seen the light. And then it's like, Javante Green's starting and Semi's starting and Pritchard's coming off the bench and Rob's barely going to play again. And like, we're back to square one. You know what I mean? So I don't know what to think. I don't know why you don't just start Pritchard. Put the point guard in the point guard position and let Jeff Green, I mean, sorry, Jeff Green, let Jalen Brown. <laughs> Why did I say Jeff Green? Because they were talking about Javante. Don't Green. flip on let, that one. Let Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum be there. Be those two guys. Don't ask them to do more than they already have to do. Yeah. And when you put in Javante Green and Sammy Ojale, it's like you're making them do like five people's jobs out there. Am okay, I right yeah. or am I right? That's. A, I mean, that's a that's a fair point. But I, I think at the same time, though, it's sort of what I was talking about last night with. Uh, Pritchard getting really comfortable and being the anchor of that second unit. I like seeing him start off with that second unit. I think it's really important that he gets comfortable Dude. because this is the time when you start to – Brad Stevens needs to start really ironing out rotations. And I know it's going to be continuing uh, debate between now and pretty much the playoffs, but it's true. I don't mind that. But Jeff Teague, Jeff Teague in the fourth quarter, did Jeff Teague earn him – did he earn those fourth quarter minutes? I mean, come on now. I, I don't get it. I, yeah, sure. But who else hey, are you going to go to if it's if it's not Waters? And Peyton oh, here's Pritchard the thing. Listen, Bobby, if Peyton Pritchard has five fouls, you ride it till the wheels come off. This is the game where you're down by double digits. It's the fourth quarter. You're fighting back. Yeah. You can't put together two or three stops. And that guy, Trey Young, you know, the, the superstar score on the other end, you put Jeff yeah. Teague on him or you put Jeff Teague anywhere near him in the fourth quarter, that's just a bad, bad move written all well, over that, the river. This, Go, this is the first game I looked at Brad Stevens sideways a little bit. I, I didn't understand the mixed bag of rotations. Grant, Javante, Teague, Pritchard, the limited Rob stretch in the second half. It was all over the place. And then after all of that, they come out of a timeout. And you mentioned this on Twitter, John. They went Teague, Thompson, Brown, yeah. Tatum, and Green, right? Or was it Ojolay? Ojale, yeah. I mean, it was just a perplexing lineup for clutch time, uh, crunch time when you're still in there. I know the bodies aren't there, but there were guys who were better than that. I mean, I thought Grant was better than Semi tonight. And, uh, you know, I would have rode with Pritchard too. It's just like it changes every game. We've talked about this. You, you understand why injuries and inconsistency, but within the flow of a game, you, you're kind of cutting your wheels off trying to guess into the fourth quarter. Well, certainly, I, I'm not calling Peyton Pritchard. Uh, the Trey Young stopper. But when you look at this roster and you look at the way Peyton Pritchard plays, his style of basketball, and obviously he had five fouls, but Trey Young is getting hot, very hot down the stretch, starts to hit like 35 footers, 30 footers, and Pritchard's nowhere to be seen because he's riding the bench or wherever. Who's a, who's a, who's a better on-ball defender? Is it Pritchard or is it Teague or is it, you know, whoever else you want to put out there? Pritchard's that guy that can at least make it that much more difficult for a guy like Trey Young to do his thing and to even take that shot. Because I guarantee you, Pritchard's giving him much less space than what he was being given uh, once he was taken out of the game. So that that is a serious issue. I just think Pritchard's got to be – I understand Joe Sway's point. I want Pritchard solidifying that second unit too. But this is not a typical second unit right now. This is not a typical starting unit. Can I be the apologist here just for a minute, just for perspective – Okay, because I agree. Like I would have, I, I agree with you, Jimmy. I'd ride Pritchard till the wheels came off there too. I, you know, we knew yesterday. I mean, it's a back to back. We knew yesterday that Teague was going to play. You knew Kemba was going to sit, so you knew you had to find it. At the end of the day, he played nine minutes, but he was there in crunch time. A lot of it due to foul problems. The problem is, we've been our our issue with this team is the guys who see too many minutes. And on nights when you're missing three starters, it's literally impossible to not have a lot of guys out there on the floor in big spots when you don't want them out Into there. Into the fourth, the closing though. lineup had friggin' Javante Green in it. You know, like, I, I mean, it's uh. just not <laughs> It's not what was intended. So, again, I'm not making excuses. It's just no matter what was on the court late there, and again, Teague is the thing that's just going to get under everybody's skin the most. But no matter what they close that game with, you're going to be like, what is that guy doing out there? Because the whole roster tonight was filled with that what guy. If it, what if it was Pritchard, Brown, Tatum, Grant, and Rob? I, again, I, I we can get into the Rob. Rob. Who's Rob? We can get into the Rob thing, too. I, I, I am a little – I the, the Rob, again – 
I know he had one they went to him late when it was too late. Caught on a switch and was it Gallinari who got that open three there? They go to a timeout and Brad looks like he's all miffed about it. Um, there was a couple lapses on the defensive end. Uh, Capella definitely, you know, got the better of him sometimes out there too. But again, this was one of those nights where the positive and the negative were probably close to equal. I would say, um, if not maybe slightly ahead on the positive side. But he's still out there making plays, and again, he's still on the bench in crunch time. Well, up there too. And when they went to him too late in that fourth, he did make that mistake of not kicking out on the offensive rebound. Yes. But like I said, at that point, it was already out of the hand. The mistake was semi not taking a three and throwing a lob to Williams and putting him in a position where he had a difficult difficult shot to make and could theoretically get fouled. And yeah. if he got fouled, that wasn't a great thing either. That whole possession wasn't great because they ate about 18 seconds to end up with two robbed free throws, which was not the ideal outcome there when you were down what you were down and you needed – a quick bucket or a quick three semi had the shot that you were supposed to take in that situation. <clears throat> so I'm putting that on him rather than Rob, not kicking it out at that point. He's pot committed. Yeah. What do we say? I mean, the five guys you really loved in this one were uh, the four I mentioned. And if you want to trade Neesmith for Grant, who was giving it his all in this one as well. Yeah. I mean, he's a hot mess, but I mean, he tried. <laughs> Neesmith's like effort. Neesmith's effort. He's basically saying, He's basically showing me that he's doing everything he can to stay on the court. I mean, yeah. I have no, I have no issues with a rookie running around and you know trying to do everything. Of course, he's going to make a couple mistakes here and there, but he, you know, I think he saved a couple. I think he had a couple of like play saving, whatever. I think it was an offensive rebound. You know, a couple of dives for the ball. Like I'm fine with him. I mean, he's he's going to do rookie things. I'm he falls okay with a it. lot. I mean, yeah, he's, he's like all over the place. Everywhere. Holy, how many times he hit the deck? Whenever he does it, John, he gets some more minutes. So, I mean. I know, <laughs> but he's going to die. <laughs> he's selling out on these on these, on these these uh, chase down blocks and, uh, and, and diving for stuff. And every time I look up, he literally just falls like straight yeah. down sideways onto the neck. ground. Yeah. And yeah, then you could hear a bunch of players screaming, like, are you all right? You're all right, you're all right. Like, yeah, like <laughs> God, with no fans in the stands, you just hear every yeah. piece of his body hit the hit the hit the hit the hardwood. Twenty-one minutes tonight. Yeah. I'm him. afraid to look in the chats right now. He's do last three thing- games, 28, 24, and 21 minutes. Prior to that, I mean, we already know how many minutes he got. He's, like for the effort, zero. effort that he puts in, he stands around. It's way too much on offense, and they do not pass him the ball. They do. I mean, Tatum. They don't even look at him. They don't even look at him. Tatum's dribbling at him, and will turn around and give it like, or they will not. He goes minutes without touching the ball. It's it's amazing, and he and he does just kind of go and run and hide in the corner. Maybe that's the point. Maybe he's there yeah. only for space. I think he, he has started, to get comfortable out there. But I'd love to see him run around some screens and get free a little bit there. It's just he just stands there and waits the whole time, and they never give him the ball. Well, Brad talked about it. Uh, uh, what was it last night? Actually, he said uh, how he's getting comfortable. You can tell he's a bit more comfortable compared to what we saw. I don't know, like a month ago. But he still has to get comfortable to the NBA speed. You know, so I think a lot of that is him getting, you know, uh, getting the sets down, running the plays and, and stuff like that. And I think they know that, so they're like, yeah. This guy is still getting comfortable out here, so let's not give him the ball right away. But they were giving it to him before. You know, before this game, it seemed like they were looking for him because it seemed like he was more uh, active or at least ready to go. But it's just it's a lot for him to take in. You know, like Jimmy said, he's playing over 20 minutes, three straight games for the first time in his NBA career. Real quick, guys, before we move on, I just wanted to go back to Teague Stevens just a minute ago. Uh, oh. A couple minutes ago in his press conference was talking about the Teague minutes. Um and he and, and and he says, "quote Part of that was the Gary matchup." Flipped out. What's that? <laughs> Gary Washburn asked him a question and flip out. <laughs> yeah, part of that was the matchup. They were targeting Peyton a little bit. I thought Jeff was as good as anyone we had guarding Trey Young in the pick and roll. Peyton wouldn't have lasted long with those five fouls. Hard to argue that. I still ride him till you die. There, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it got out, got out away from them. So I mean. It didn't feel like it spilled over big time until he got out there, though. And maybe Young turned it up at a moment where anyone in front of him would have been blasted off the court. So you, you never know. Yeah. yeah. But it was, I, wasn't, so, wasn't so much the defense. I mean, Teague turned it over twice and then missed, like, a little so, bunny. I mean, he, he killed, three, he killed so, three straight possessions. The strategy there was off. They weren't following Capella at first. They went two possessions where they did it. They yeah. stopped on the third because he botched the layup inside. 
he had the travel a few plays before that. So once like three offensive sets went wrong, you're right. They got the stuff they need to run defense. The Capella thing worked for two or four at the line. And then they just stalled themselves out on the offensive end. And guys, this offense, they're down to coming in tonight 16th in uh, points per, uh, in offensive rating and 22nd in points per game. This offense has fallen off a cliff in the recent weeks. Let me say this. I know you, you just transitioned to offense for a second, but it's pretty freaking low, lowest of low when you start doing hack a capella. I mean, hack a Shaq. Shaq was the most dominant big man in the history <laughs> of the NBA. Dwight Howard. I well, get it. Those guys. Point, Jimmy. The, the point the, is the point is no the point is you can't you can't stop Clint Capella no the point is math it's not that the point is math John, if they if they if they had people capable of playing defense in the that's paint that's not it it's just a math equation you need the ball back faster so you foul early in the shot clock so you can get possessions back it's it's a worthy trade off that's one Fine, of the reasons to do but it but that so was part we're of it. down ten with two and they they thought okay let's shorten it. We need more. We need the ball more. So we'll live with Capella free throws early in the clock rather than have them run 24 but seconds. But even before that, three. It's, fine. It's, even, even before that, he was having his way, as was, you know, the other bigs down low. I mean, their points in the paint tonight were absurd. John Collins. Collins. Bobby's boy. We haven't even talked about him. Yeah. He came out with fire with in that the, first uh, quarter. I yeah, I'm going to get him on the backboard. Quoting, I mean, uh, 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 a jump ball in the backboard. John back Collins court, nice. Called the foul. He's nice. I mean, uh, I thought they were, I thought they got him with the uh, with the with the jump ball in the backcourt, but they called the foul. I don't think they were trying to foul there. Yeah, that was that was a little it was close, right? It was yeah. about almost three seconds. They were both holding that ball. But. That was a close one. Uh, you know how the Celtics are on jump jump balls in those situations. I would I would have said, oh, man, this game's not over here." You know, I'm not sweating anything that happened late. The Rob the Rob free throws kind of killed yeah. it. Um, that sucked. I thought the Teague stretch, uh, I don't want to go back to it, but you lost three points during that Teague stretch. So it would have been four, but for most of that final sequence, it was seven because of the points they dropped there. I don't know. This whole game was kind of a mess after the first quarter. It's too bad because they were decent offensively in the first. Who's the last player like Teague to upset people this much? Like, who's the last person? Who's the last Celtic that every time he goes on the court draws the ire of the fans? Ennis Cantor? Oh, you're saying a signing or are you saying and it's oh, Cantor? Okay. Only you and the other basketball brains who couldn't deal with Ennis Cantor doing good things. No, but seriously, who who else who else of the entire all fans freaking out at once every time he steps on the court? I, I as much as team. Mark Blount. No, Blount. Uh, <laughs> I thought Jason Terry, man. That the, the jet, that, that was like cool for about a month. Everyone was pissed. Uh, they just had a few of those signings, like veterans coming in, low money. They just have faded into the sunset. He tatted the logo next to the championship trophy on his on his body, <laughs> the the championship trophy that he tatted on his on his arm for the for the Mavericks. Shaq, R.J. Hunter, no, no people didn't Shaq barely played. Wanamaker was a valuable bench. bench Shemi was close. People got really mad last year when Shemi would get out there. Yeah, Jared Wallace was okay the first month or two. He's just broken. I'm just picking an obscure year, somewhat recently. Scalabrini. <laughs> all, all time, John. All time. Purvis Ellison. It's not even close. Out of service, Purvis. <laughs> it's not even close. That's right. a, my, that's my a nickname. It's so one weird. of my favorite alt nicknames. <laughs> Purvis Ellison. Out of service, Purvis. It's like the ultimate like <laughs> switcheroo. So what is? Uh, I'm going to defer to John and Jimmy here because they've had the ideas the last few games that have worked. Do you just start robbing Pritchard at this point yes! because they're playing the best? Start I don't know why you wouldn't. It, it, we're overthinking it. Start your best players. Start the guys. It's I and again I tweeted this jokingly again tonight about you know like it's so annoying every time Rob comes in he makes instant impact plays like he's in for two seconds and it's dunk challenge shot another dunk hustle play right pass yeah. inside and again this is where we come back to it is he he makes. It's not just negating negative plays with positive plays. He makes positive plays that I think very few other people could make uh, on this team in his position. Vertical and spacing. All of it. It's just – and he does it all the time, and it still just goes – I wouldn't say unrewarded. I, I think everyone freaks out every time he's laid on a switch 
or does something and they're like, that's why he's not playing. It's like they, they completely forget or discount all of the positive things. And it's, it's again, it's math. Like Jason Tatum, had as good as he was tonight, had a stretch where he just friggin' turned the ball over like four straight possessions, it felt like, just dribbling into traffic. Like you live with that. You Pritchard's, make plays and sometimes you don't make plays. Like it happens. I don't, know if, it's, I don't know if it's just Celtics fans or if it's the position, but it seems like with big men, their mistakes are magnet, like magnetized, like 10x. Like Ennis Cantor is a prime example. Like every time Ennis Cantor was on the court for the Celtics last year, he did one little thing he would do wrong, and that would that was it. That was the end of it. Yeah. It was all you heard about uh, on the Twitter sphere or wherever that you know this one rotation that he missed, or you know the pick and roll defense, all that stuff. So Rob's it's that guy. similar to Rob. Now it's like you can't take you. The good outweighs the bad. You you have to play him. The energy I, he gives you, if you start the game with Pritchard and Rob today, this game could go completely different. Completely yeah. different it could have gone. Who knows? This we'll uh, never somebody, know. And I saw at least one person tweet this or a sentiment like it after Rob Williams made you know made a not great play on the defensive end or got lost a little bit on a switch. And somebody tweets or a couple people are like, that's why he doesn't play more. And I'm like, do you really believe this? Like, do you, I mean, right. do you right. – he just had done four or five uh, super positive things, and you think that one mistake is a hangable offense, and that's why he's not playing. That right. what, what do you think's more likely? Brad thing because Brad is quick on the trigger when you have those defensive lapses. That's like the one thing he can't abide by. But again, it's that as you said, Jim, that the positive negative thing. Like you have to think, look at both. I wonder if it's the veteran hierarchy thing that we've assumed Stevens has had here in the past based on other rotations we've seen, or if it's legitimate things that he's seeing. I think it's something between those two because I'm not sure if he's going to bench Kemba ultimately for Pritchard or Thompson. He's not, but this was the perfect time to play Pritchard. Today was, yeah. yeah today yeah, was that's what I mean. all the time. I think he just wanted to see I'm, it tonight. Exactly. Yeah. Just This is the perfect opportunity to Pritchard start especially. Pritchard. Like, but Pritchard. Did he go Why back? wouldn't you? That's what we said, though. I mean, is it because the last time he, we, we were all okay? He'd yeah, been he didn't play well the last time he started. Right. He'd been reluctant to start him in a couple of other opportunities where he could have, where Kemba sat on back to backs, and then he finally does. Which game was it? I don't remember. Which one? Oh, Bobby? Detroit. Detroit. Yep. On Friday. Okay, so he does that, um, and. It didn't go well. Pritchard definitely didn't play his best game there um, after having a terrific game the night before. Is this why he didn't start him again? Bobby, you mentioned rotations, but I think your rotations are grossly out of whack when you're missing three starters. You're really just trying to survive here. So, again, we might overdo the whole starter thing. you know. And you're right. If you, if you have Pritchard and Rob there, what's the bench going to be? Are you going to bring – you know, I, I get it, I guess, but – to not have a true point guard out there and somebody who could actually run your offense just didn't seem like a smart. smart well, that's it, it, it's Real it's quick. conventional thinking. It's matchups, but it's not working. Like it, you understand why they do those things, but it's, it's not working. To run this lineup out there was very unconventional. Like so, here here's the thing. I mean, Pritchard. That starting lineup. That's very unconventional. Lineup. I mean, you're 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 playing one of the most electric point guards in the NBA. A guy that can get hot as fast as anybody and can score from all over. All you had to, to say to Pritchard was, hey, we don't need you to score tonight. We need you to play as the peskiest, craftiest, lockdowniest defense you can. And we know that you can because we've seen you be that pest out there and play, you know, this guy, Pritchard would have played full court defense for the entire time out there in the court. Maybe get um, young, frustrated, you know, maybe get him off his game a little bit. Instead, you go no point guard. You go no point guard. I guess I don't know why. I just yeah. Didn't it, it seem like, like the matchup for Pritchard to just give him a chance? Hey, just play defense. Don't worry about the offense tonight. Just just follow Young around. Didn't it seem like Pritchard did a good job with that matchup too? Like a decent job. As good as yes. you're gonna do. Exactly. And, I mean, yeah. And Young was getting ridiculous calls too. A couple of them on Jalen, who still hasn't touched him all game and got called for a couple of fouls, but. What are you gonna do there? That was a tough. That's a tough matchup for whoever you put on there. If Kemba was playing tonight, he might have gotten eaten alive and had five fouls in 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 eighteen minutes. Celtics too. had twenty five fouls. You know, they they but a couple of them were ticky tack. But yeah, yeah, they were. This Maybe. was a tough one. 
Yeah, but what what about uh, what you guys think of how Jason Tatum played? Because I thought Tatum was going to be the point four. I thought that was the whole point of this starting five, right? I mean, last time we saw him dish out eight assists. It, it just seemed like at some points of the game he wanted to get a little. Uh, I don't know, start taking his hero shots and try to uh, take control of the offense and take matters into his own hands. And I felt like he just started forgetting how to dribble in that fourth quarter. There was back-to-back. He was forcing. Yeah, he was forcing. Dribbling through double teams, losing the ball on his own, like that kind of Tatum, it just spells bad news in that stretch of the game where you can't see the Celtics put together uh, defensive stops because Trey Young's going off. Yeah, I think, I think because he had so much success early, Josue, where everything was flowing, he had that kind of killer vibe going where he was he was, he was was finding his yeah, looks. great, too, into the fourth quarter, you know? And Those then he started quarters. to force it. They were doing a good job kind of trapping and pushing him out there a little bit and forcing him, you know, uh, just outside there where he was – he had a difficult time getting to his uh, getting to his spots. Capella's the real <laughs> deal. I remember I we think, talked about him a few years ago. I just think that's a facet of his game that that Brad really wants to to you know shed light on and, and expand on because I I think he he sees how the offense opens up when he's dishing like that and when he's at a high rate and when he's not turning the ball over and he's sharp and efficient and not just necessarily uh, from the standpoint of shooting but just for taking care of the ball and you know putting together offensive possessions even if he's not the one scoring at the end of it. I know. I think that's it's a, a lot of emphasis that Brad Stevens is putting on him. And uh, he just didn't have it tonight, at least from that aspect, right? I mean, here's the thing, though. Or that he did have that going, but everything else was sort of, I don't know. I, I didn't see the same Tatum I saw last night. But you I thought, man. I thought he was the problem. I think with Tatum, where he's hurt a little bit, was uh, with Jalen being so bad, it forced the issue for him even even a little bit more uh, because they couldn't share the load there uh, at all. So I think Jalen getting off to that. I mean, three. For, he was he he started three for sixteen. Uh, just was a mess. Uh, was a mess tonight, and uh, you yeah, know, was and, yeah. Jalen, Jalen actually recovered it. Recovered all right. Uh, ended up with an okay line, um, but he, uh, but he was, he was, he was terrible all game. I, I, I thought Tatum had a good game. I just think this is a conversation we're going to revisit a lot from now to the end of the season to the playoffs because the the longer we get into the season, the deeper into the season we do. Uh, Kemba's not that guy, right? He's not that point guard. He's the guy that's they're gonna see. They're gonna want to work him off the ball, right? So I just think Tatum has a lot to do with that. And yeah, we're we're seeing that already. That Brad's you're, already pushing for. Yeah, you're you're one game, one game ahead of of being in the playoffs right now. There's four teams that are one game behind you. Where it's early in the season, but let's Look not jump Atlanta. the gun on the playoffs yet. Let's just Atlanta's not jump the gun. Behind. Atlanta's twelve and sixteen. You're 14 and 14, and Atlanta's in the ninth seed. So watch out, folks. It could get very interesting. Does does 500 make the playoffs? Because that's that's where this is on pace for. <laughs> you, you better hope. You better hope it does. <laughs> yeah, and we do have to keep that perspective of Kemba tight, smart. That's three starters here. It just doesn't look it's right. It's no joke. It doesn't look right though. Whether it's the role guy activity, the rotations we talked about. The yeah. defense, and if we're sticking on Tatum for one more second, the defense isn't there. Like he's doing what he can offensively. He's saving the game with buckets, with the occasional playmaking. His teammates miss some shots, but the defense isn't there. You see all the metrics; they're down. You don't see the help side blocks, the activity. I, Young dribbled him out of his shoes on one play in this game on a step back. His defensive impact has been neutral this year, and that's a team thing. But it's also on him too. But I, again, I don't want to play full devil's advocate here. Can you blame him? You know, he, he's uh, he's out there. He's playing. He's asked to carry the load a ton. He, the the schedule's brutal. I know he missed the time with the COVID. But at the end of the day, like you kind of want. Yeah, I, I think he. I think he and Jalen, to a large part, are a little bit more in con- conservation mode, and that's why you're seeing some uh, on on Tatum's side. You know, maybe not that night in night out effort on the defensive end, which is a yeah, I'm asked to do so much out here. I may pick some spots uh, from time to time, and I see him doing that. You don't love it. You, you want to see all that effort all the time. But, I mean, I guess I get it. I don't think he's the only 
player in the league and star player in the league right. to do that. No, no, no question, John. I think Brad Stevens is keeping a close eye on that. Like if you're Brad, you have to you have to pick up on these on these habits, right? You have to know how your superstar works, what what makes them tick, you know, what, you know, when is he going to decide, okay, I just don't have this, or or where where is limits, you know? And I think that's what he's doing here, pushing him to it. What is it? Another 35 minute, uh another 35 minute on a back to back. Yeah, yeah. 35 minutes back to back, right? I, I thought it was less than 35, but yeah, he hit 35 tonight. So it's good. I mean, look, throw back these hurdles back. Some people are saying home games stuff out here. Home game back to back. I mean, it's really not that. Oh, serious. that's a surprise for John. <laughs> in the comments, don't do it. I'm don't look it. at him. I guess you have to. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna gonna think today. Uh, you you know, we can't keep ri- we can't keep riding this wave. Okay, where they save themselves, uh, you know, and they play a good game against Denver, and then it all falls apart again here. Well, what's you know? the bigger picture here? Sixteen they'll, they'll to twenty-one. They'll blow them up. What, they're gonna I think you we go can, into the, we went into this game knowing they're gonna split these, and this is this is the loss. They'll get the win for the next one on, on the other end. Hmm. Well, were you not confident, Jimmy? Like, like your confidence. I mean, there's no reason to be confident in this team right now. So I mean, I, I'm not gonna make that statement. I, I hope that they play better. I hope that they put the effort in from start to finish. But I mean, are magically are they gonna magically be able to suddenly defend? Uh, some of these bigs, and not only that, but the perimeter defense tonight I thought was pretty weak too. I mean, they were getting bucks. Uh, bucks. The uh, Hawks were going inside and inside to outside fairly easily. So yeah, they had a ton, ton, ton uh, uh, of their uh, buckets in early points in the paint. We I, we were joking there, but like in that first stretch there, I, they, I mean, just layup after layup after layup. They just got whatever they wanted there. It was just you know another kind of, another crap defensive effort. Yeah. So, oh, it's hockey know. time here, Bobby. They're coming for you. They're changing it over. Yeah, people want to see it. Ready? Show the, the people. Employee, they're like, look at this let's, dude. Over here. Let's check out the old bull gang. Standing up, laptop going. What you got for us? Oh, oh, yeah. Have a okay. seat. Okay, could there kind of see it there. Yeah, Bobby's at the garden. He's got some stuff to do. So, Bobby, like I said, you can always bolt a little bit if you want. We're on a back-to-back here. I don't know Bob. how much we're going to trash these guys, and we're not going to whip through every single possible TPE trade scenario yeah. against them. Right? Well, you want, hit on, you want to hit on Collins real quick? That didn't look like a guy who could make a difference here, possibly, energy-wise especially. Who, Collins? Yeah. Again, the issue with Collins isn't his talent and his ability. The issue with Collins is, are you bringing him in here and then paying him? Why not? You know, if it's not Vucevic, I think you go after a guy. Assets, and then you have to pay him a ton of oh, money. Oh, you love the assets, John, don't you? <laughs> I'm saying you're giving away everything you've got, and then you're signing him, potentially, to a, to a, to a Jalen Brown max-level deal, and that's it. That's your team. Right. So what else that, he, yeah, are you going to do? That's your I, team I for the foreseeable to future. To a degree, I, I at least posed the question yesterday, is it better than not doing it? That's a hard one to answer, but Jimmy, go ahead. No, I was going to say that that's not only your team for. You're not saying that's your team for this year. I mean, that's you've pretty much sold your sold your soul for this team for the next few years. So you you better hope that Collins is good enough to put you as a title contender because you're not going to have any assets to make any other trades. What do you think of him tonight? What I said last night is is that a championship team? Is that a hundred percent going to win a championship? You know, if that if it is, then you do it. If you don't, if you're not quite sure, I mean, hundred percent, hell no. Hell no, not 100%. No chance. I mean, it makes you makes you competitive. But again, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know a ton about John Collins. You know, I, I know that he's a big man who can stretch the floor and shoot and rebound. He played well tonight. I wasn't blown away by him by any stretch. I like him. I like him. I think he's nice. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm like, not as worried about the money. You have to do everything you can to get this guy. I'm not really, I'm not like there. So, I'm not as worried about the money as some people because this is your last chance to sign. A max contract player. Circle this out at four. We were all going to bring Hayward back, so we were willing to sign four guys to a max deal at once. So now it's going to be somebody else, and Collins isn't Hayward, but he's young. But pretend he's- it was Horford. Pretend it was Collins instead of Horford. You know, theoretically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, let's say you re-sign Horford last year, or you know, or, or when you had the option to, and he's on your, he's on the books for what you have now. Would you theoretically prefer a Collins to a Horford? You know, like right now, of course. Of course. So that's what I'm saying is it's not the worst use of money. It just 
is you are what you are there, you know? Um, but it's, the asset, it's the assets aspect too. So is Pritchard and 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 Ra are, are those two guys gone? And then are you giving away like two maybe picks? like so it's Listen. a little bit more than the money. If it's just about the money, then sure, of course. I mean, Thompson's gonna get paid. Someone's gonna pay him, and I mean, he's better than anyone you already have. Yeah. So and I again, get that he is. So people know here he is restricted. It's not half a season. He's restricted, which means you you can keep him. You can keep him if you want him. It's just whether you want him. You just got to pay him. That's the key. And maybe it's not. Maybe he's overstating. I don't know if you get somebody else with an offer. I don't know. I don't know if you necessarily have to go the full Jalen on him because that would mean someone else would have to do it. Um, but but I think you have to be prepared to right because otherwise be yeah. a colossal whiff. Yeah, exactly. you don't want to lose him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just like it because you got to go big with this thing. And this wouldn't even be the TP. You could still make marginal changes while adding a big-time player in him. This would effectively be the Cantor TP that brings Collins in. So I don't know what necessarily the trade would be. We'll hash that out down the line and keep talking about it in the Friday when these teams What's play again. Like $5 million, $6 million. It is interesting when you think about the double. You don't even touch the TP. It is interesting when you think about the double dip there. Yeah, a couple bench guys and then a you know star player in Collins. That's or, that's getting you with multiple pieces that you need. Yeah, or if you just say see you later to the luxury tax and go use the TPE for Vucevic and use the use the Cantor exception for Collins and say all right that's our team. Again, it it'd be nice if you had players who weren't Neesmith and 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 Romeo. Well, the other uh, thing was this: you, you have to hope that there's. You have to hope there's not a lot of competition for him because there will I be. There can't will imagine be. you could put together the best package if the Hawks are dead set on getting rid of him, which yep. it sounds like they probably aren't going to re-sign him, right? So it sounds like they're going to yeah. probably want to trade him. Now that's so, where Vucevic is more preferable as someone with a big salary because you're one of the few teams that can absorb it. It's easy for any team in the league to match Collins' money. Of course, of course. Right, and they've got better assets. What do you, are you in on him, Josue? What, what were your thoughts on him tonight? And That's what I'm trying make, to get to. It only makes sense to, to get blown away if you're Atlanta uh, for something because otherwise, what do you say? Otherwise, just let him walk for five million. You're not, it's not a big deal there, right? Yeah. Like, you don't want to lose him for nothing. Pull your destiny to some extent. You can obviously re-sign him if you want to re-sign him. I think you need. I think you need something real in return. But Josue, what were you gonna say? No, I was just uh, Bob just asked me what I thought about him overall. Yeah, he looked good today. I mean, obviously he presented problems for the Celtics. I, I just don't know if you you're giving up like like John said. Like that's that could be it, you know. And, and I'm not sure the Celtics have enough for it. I mean, obviously if you're not touching the TPE, if you're not giving up a combination of what is it, Pritchard, Rob Williams, or 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 three out of the or two out of the four, you know, that young core or that young group. Is that enough to get it done? I mean, sure. If that's enough, uh, you know, I just, I just worry that something's gonna have buyer's remorse in a couple of years, you know, or a year. I am too. <laughs> so that's why you do it like, now. Oh, it's impossible for Joe Sway to make it through a show. He just falls <laughs> off. What every happened? time he gets passionate, yeah. he gets booted. Uh, Damn uh, it! Uh, at least swear on your way out. No, before I never had a clean slate. You 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 don't have you don't have one. It's been an hour. It must be an hour. It's like that's the cutoff, man. My lighting's looking better here. The sun's coming out. You pay for your Wi-Fi hourly? Did you have to put more coins in it? I think it's uh, it's a day. The daytime is 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 flawless. (laughs) The meter ran out. Puts coins in his router. (laughs) Me and me and me and Kendrick Perkins. All right, we got the same setup. <laughs> hey, he's uh, my last point before I get out of here, guys. He's active. Yeah. He moves. He's physical. He's he's something that will get this moving a little bit and have some upward project trajectory. Be here long term and be a, a piece that moves the needle. Like I, I wanted to do something big with the flexibility that they have right now. And all this talk of JJ Redick and Thad Young yeah, and just young. these band aids that aren't going to change too much. Will, I'm going to kill myself if that happens. Oh, it'd be a disaster, and it wouldn't change anything. Well, it's exactly, Barnes, it, it, that's a different nothing. That's a different type of acquirement if you get if you go that route because you're getting a young guy who you expect to be on the team for years to come through his through the prime of his Is career, it, right? So that's different that's than bringing a whole, in like a, a veteran, you know, almost a freaking buyout type candidate guy. 
Yeah, Completely. that's the whole idea. You let all these long-term pieces go, so now you need to fill them up with long-term pieces, not one-year rentals or uh, band-aids or things to help out and cover this up a little bit. Now, I don't think they need a ton of changes to get this going in the right direction, uh, but they need some, and I want those changes to be long-term moves rather than something to go all in on this year because we're still not seeing, regardless of what we think of the role players here and the impact they're having on it, we're not seeing the starlet players on this team make statements that they're ready to push this to a championship level either. You know, you got to add pieces around them that are going to help this grow into the years to come. And this year's weird anyway. Who knows what could happen into the stretch run here? Like, there's got to be some level of sustainability to the moves they make this year. We shall see. Um, we'll we'll see, Bobby. If you need to get going, you can go. We'll put a bow on it. Yeah. Bobby, Bobby, anything, anything that we couldn't see on TV tonight that you noticed, or anything that that stood out to you being in the garden tonight? Mad yeah, there's, no, there's no fans at all. It's weird. I, I noticed more defensive communication from the Hawks. They were loud. That you could hear them up here, and I know you've been to a couple games just way. You hear the Celtics a little bit, but not a ton. Yeah, yeah. that's what I. That's yeah. all I talk really, and you know, Danny. How the uh, the Knicks were? Jeez, they were so pumped up. It was like the greatest game they've ever played. <laughs> is uh is is Danny at every game, Josue? Danny? Yeah. I didn't see him last game. I, I've seen him what the. I've only seen him at one game. Well, I've been to three, so. He but. was here tonight, and so was Mike Zarin. Zarin. He said court, was he on the court, like court side? Or? And they're scouting Collins. Yeah, they wanted Maybe. a good look. That's that's where you're. That's where you're taking this. Maybe I don't. They were there for something. I've seen him there once, so I don't know. Zarin right, usually sits in the balcony, so I mean, he might he might be at all the games, just sitting in, in the balcony. We haven't seen him. He was he's courtside. Yeah. All right. We'll see you on Friday, guys. Uh, all right. Nice so, talking to you. That is Bobby's true about Zarin. Bobby's gonna go report from the garden. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, check in if you need anything after. We'll 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 wrap it up here. Um, I don't. I got nothing else to say on this game. Doesn't mean I'm ending it right now, but huh? Bobby looked like he had like a fade feature. He faded out of there. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. You guys see that? Fading into oblivion. Yeah. Bobby was like the Celtics. in a jacket. Just Nobody's like talking about it. Dude, I, I wanted I to slide that in there. Jabber. Bobby's looking good for absolutely nobody in the garden. All grown up. Dude, yep. I used to I used to get all dolled up, walked around the court like pregame, had no no reason to be on the court, but I just wanted to just like, you know, just put out the vibes, but I don't know oh, if I'm ever right. going to be able to do that. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. The only again. time I ever do that, the only time I ever got dressed up for games was uh, Super Bowl. Super oh, Bowl, you got to wear, Super Bowl, you gotta wear the suit. I do the, uh, no, Jimmy, we did, what was it? The yeah, I did the suit. Right? But yeah, you got to do the full suit at the Super Bowl. But dude, I, playoffs, I playoffs, yeah. I used to go all out, dude, full suit, like I walking would, around. The, like the finals, man. I did too, yeah. I used to just sit on the bench and just like, you know, try to, strike up some conversations with some of the like national media guys. You're like, who the hell are you kid? Get out of my face. Like yeah. whatever dude. Who, yeah. Who's kid? They were like, whose son is this? Are you lost? <laughs> yeah. You lost little boy? Yeah, seriously. Run along now. <laughs> Wait, but, when uh, did you start at NBC or CSN or whatever it was back then? I still call like it CSN. Eight years ago, probably. What year was it? Uh, two thousand and like eleven, maybe. Eleven. So it was after the second finals. It was no. I was uh, so I was I was working I was working during the Bruins Stanley Cup run. I was 11. there. Yeah, I yeah, was there for that. that. Yeah, I was working the night shift on the desk. I think I wore a, I think I wore a suit for that too. Yeah, it was a cup. I mean, every the, the thing cup. about. Hockey guys are always wearing suits. It doesn't matter yeah. what day it is. No, they're, always, they're great. They're all yeah. they're all like sixty years or older, and they're all wearing suits. And I don't know what half of them do. They just work for the NHL. And I mean, they just they just work for the NHL. Just don't you step up. Uh, when there's a <laughs> well, when there's a double header, yeah. you ever see when there's a double header? You just see the difference of like NBA beat. Oh yeah. Hockey beat yeah. writers like completely. Yeah, even I'll, the food is different. <laughs> the cup felt classy. Oh, the cup. Yeah. They do it right. They do it right for the cup. Even, even actually, believe it or not, was my favorite um, favorite thing I covered. I, I can in, see that in person. It was it was it, the whole the the arc of the series too. It was a great 
It was that was great... one of my yeah. As far as like championship series goes, that was unbelievable. Awesome. So fun. that was so so much hatred. Yeah. Yeah, back and forth, the cities, like the the teams, back and forth. boroughs, like the, the two one one, you know, two two one one one, going east coast west coast, Boston to Vancouver. No joke, I would leave right. the garden. I would leave the garden Tuesday night, <laughs> and just overnight it to Vancouver. And the next time I would go to bed would be Thursday night. <laughs> You're just you would miss entire just days. Completely dead. Yeah, no idea what time it is. <laughs> that was great. And I do, uh, and I, I, I still hate the Canucks. But yeah, well, as soon as it, that's the cool thing about once you get to the either the NBA Finals or the Stanley Cup Finals, like the league takes it over, so they really like pimp it out. From you can tell when it goes that's, from teams to the league, they come in and it's like completely different arena. Yeah. Check it out, rock party. Yeah. There's like ice sculptures. Ice yeah, there's something same thing with the uh with the NBA takes over in the, the Eastern Conference Finals. The conference finals. Yeah, the food yeah. is like elite. You're you're sitting there with yeah. like Kobe beef steak. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. I missed the first quarter. I'm just eating like four I meals. Know. I miss being pampered. We used to do the finals every year. So many finals. Dude, I was yeah. just out of college. I would go to the garden just to like get a full meal. And I'd be like eating for <laughs> three days worth because I'm like, I'm going back to my like basement apartment, like, you know. Oh. I miss it. Uh, all right, any any thoughts before we wrap it, guys? Because we're already in a silly season. I'm not talking about pickles. Jimmy's talking about eating. Jimmy's talking about elite steak. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I elite courtesy steak. of the NBA. I mean, I, yeah, you know. that was good. Anyways. But uh, you know, here we are, same two teams again. You got to figure it's going to be a bounce back and get your full roster. They'll go out there and we'll win by 27 points, and it'll be like, oh, everything's great again. Well, that's kind yep. of my final thought is I feel like we're on this like seesaw now where it's like they played well against, you know, the Nuggets. So like we're like, oh, maybe they're not so bad after, you know, and I'm sure Bobby's like rah-rah, siskumba. And then tonight it's like, well, we suck again and all this shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like I feel like we're on this like seesaw of we don't know what to expect. And then we overreact one way and then we overreact the other way. So it, mm -hmm. and, and when, when the dust settles. They're 500, which is so Have I not been going to say well, that? Like, Jimmy, you know what that sounds like? That's a 500 team. That's what that yeah, sounds like. Yeah. Exactly. That's why you're right, Josue. Boston, Boston fans don't know what to do with that. You got to mm. be all the way one thing or the other. The most frustrating thing is mediocrity because you can't get a – there's no answers. You, you just sometimes – What the future is going to hold. Are. What? Who are you? Are you this yeah. mediocre team? Or are you on the yeah. verge of becoming a great team? Which one is it? But you're, you, you know, when you're this type of 500, that's a bad 500 to be because that tells me that the effort is very inconsistent because they're losing games. This is not a 500 team, right? Roster wise, talent wise. I mean, although they've had some injuries and whatnot, but it, yeah, when when you're a struggling team like the Hawks, for example, I mean, you're happy with 500. You're you're outperforming what your expectations were. But when you're a team that people, you know, you're coming off Eastern Conference Finals and you know, you're just stumbling out. Of, you're stumbling. You're, you're stumbling around here right now. Stumbling guess, as much as my words right now. No, but I guess this is what's frustrating here, and and I'm leaving. I'm leaving this comment up here. This is what's annoying: is you've yeah. lost now. Yeah. Your last three losses are to the Hawks, the Wizards, and the Pistons. Okay, but you beat the Raptors and the Nuggets. Okay, before that, you lose to the Jazz and the Suns. That's fine. You beat the Clippers. You lost to the Kings. You know, like it's, this is this, all like the last two weeks, it's not even like all season long. That's just the last stretch. That's what's the most maddening about this particular stretch is it's not just Jekyll and Hyde stuff. It, it would actually be I'll tell you this. It would actually be more depressing if they lost to every good team and only beat bad teams because that wouldn't be inconsistent. That would be who you are. That would just be like, yeah, you're a bad team. That, that just means you're not good enough. But right. when you beat the good teams, it tells you that it's in it's in your bag. You've got it. And then when you go out there, that's when you get mad and it's Brad's fault and it's effort and it's energy and it's all of these things because you, there have to be reasons why you can beat a good team one night and lose to a crap team the other night. And it seems like they're fixable or they're internal or they're, like I said, effort, coaching, decision-making, something as, a, as, a, as opposed to just physically that other team's just better at basketball than you are. Yeah, well, people start talking about effort and, and and seeing that inconsistency. That's when you start being labeled like that because this was the part of the regular season that's supposed to be the quote unquote easy stretch, right? So something for them to drop games against these teams, you know, it puts you in a space where you're thinking, well, wait a minute, we're one third into the season here, 
you know, we're supposed to be past losing against these kind of teams. You already demonstrated you can top the Clippers. You demonstrated you can top other teams out there, top teams in the East. You know, what we saw against, you know, Philadelphia or Toronto. Like, that's the sort of effort where you're starting to thinking that this team is going to turn a corner and then you're dropping the ball against these type of teams when this is the, the easy stretch, quote unquote, <laughs> and then comes the harder stretch. It comes in, comes up next week. And we're still not sure what, what which, which team this is or what their identity is. Yeah. Yeah, interesting twist on this one. Maybe maybe teams are having a tough time getting up for Boston, which is a bad team. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yikes. You know, Toronto, Toronto has nightmares. In Kyle Toronto, Lowry. they have a show right now, and they're like, we lost to the crap Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> could be worse. We could have the Celtics future. That's like yeah. what we were saying about the Raptors like uh, earlier in this season. And they've yeah. made, you know, a pretty – pretty impressive sort of they've sort of righted the ship in some ways um to at least be in the playoff hunt again so yeah raptors media raptors bobby would jump all over that oh my god he applies every time i'm like bobby raptors media is not a real thing and he's like (laughs) sent him another resume (laughs) yeah yeah uh all right so that's it same two teams we're not sure if we'll have the full roster or not but we will do our best we'll have some collection of characters back here on friday to do it again thanks again for watching guys uh for do we Joe, have a sponsor tonight Josue pavone jimmy toscano um let's see do we have one tonight, tonight? what happened to what happened to our our um no we're good tonight oh okay no free um, ads no free ads. so um that's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. That's all we, we got. got. We'll see everybody on Friday night. Subscribe, subscribe, tell your friends. Tell a friend. Uh, back on Friday, then again on Sunday, right? That's Sunday, 3 right. 30. Yeah. It was, a tough was it seven and ten days, I think? Starting from us. uh seven games in ten days starting from uh last game. Two games to go. It's it's tough tough I'm tired. I, I don't see myself at Sunday's post game show. I don't see it. I mean, things could change, but I just feels like don't a Nick. see it. That feels, <laughs> feels like, like a, a Nick day. Feels like a week and a half from now. Boomer, you know? boomer day. Oh. Boomer day. <laughs> we might just boomer have Nick day. solo. We should do sure. Nick solo. We got to pick games we oh, think are going to lose for Nick. Nick's, <laughs> yeah. useless. Nick's useless in a game. Real quick. Yeah. Funny yeah. thing about Nick is he used to be the most like optimistic Celtics fan, I feel like, going. But now he's, he's jaded. Yeah. He's lost it. His team will do it to you. So it's Pelican. Oh, Pelican's on Sunday. That's actually kind of a fun one. Oh, that is fun. Look at Jimmy just picking the games here. He's like, well, wait a minute. Now. Jimmy got a date. Yeah, I wish, man. I wish. No date. No date. Not yet. We're going to go Nick's solo for 30 straight minutes. (laughs) Oh, God. That's not good for his house. By the way, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Do yeah, all All right, fellas. Boom out. Boom out.